Hello and welcome to the Amplifier Podcast, the show where the best in business discuss how you can grow your business best. I'm Wyatt McPherson, I produce this show, and this time we have got part two of a two-part conversation with John Checky. John is a longtime certified financial planner, founder of Checky Financial, and author of Spend Time, Not Money. He is dedicated to assisting people with having as much fun as possible in their life while growing their retirement savings in a smart and effective manner. And on this episode, he speaks with our host, Don Cooper, about some of the smartest habits entrepreneurs can form, why they help, and how you can best make them work for you. If you haven't already done so, please make sure you check out the first episode with John and subscribe so you never miss any in the future. But with all that said, I truly do hope that you enjoy this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. Get plenty of rest. Now for entrepreneurs, this is very difficult because we never have run out of an idea. We've hardly ever met a new idea that we're not excited about. And thanks to the internet, which is like jumping in a hole that never ends in terms of information. Because once you find one thing out, there's another thing. And if you actually do something that a lot of smart people have finally learned to do. And here's the trick. Try and go to bed and get up at the same time each day. Now, my blonde wife would say, and she tells blonde jokes too. My blonde wife would say, what do you mean go to bed and get up at the same time? I said, sweetie, what I meant to say was, go to bed at 10, get up at six, mm-hmm. but have a sleeping pattern. Have a sleeping pattern. What- create that, create that, circ- uh, the, the circadian rhythm that just becomes automatic. It takes some discipline to do that. Most people fail to do that. I was amazed. One of my clients came in and said, well, he and his wife have different sleep patterns. And I thought, okay, congratulations. I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting one couple that actually goes to bed at the same time and gets up at the same time. Almost everybody who's an early riser marries somebody who, was an entertainer and likes to stay up late and get up late. And I said, so when do you get up? He said, four o'clock in the morning. Now he's not a farmer. He works for an industrial company that designs stuff. And he's in his late sixties. One year passed when he assured me he was going to retire. And his wife wondered if he likes work better than he likes her. So, but he believes also in eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Please process that. If I get up at four o'clock in the morning, Gotta go to o'clock at night. Correct. So by the time he gets home, by the time he has dinner, by the time he helps with the dishes, it's time for him to go night night. Yep. And, and the miracle is his wife is still there with him. So I could just see my wife saying, me saying, bye doll. I know you're gonna be up till midnight, but I've got I gotta go catch a rack so I can get up while you're gonna be asleep. Yeah, that's not gonna work out. But again, but have a sleep pattern. Mm-hmm. There's another guy that wrote a wonderful book called Willpower Doesn't Work. And basically, from my mind, you can, that's Dr. Benjamin Hardy. From my mind, you could, you could substitute the word have good habits. Yep. So every morning I ben, get up. Ben, Ben's been on the show um, a, a while back, and uh, I love Ben's work. You know, his new book, Personality is a Permanent, is fantastic. Yes. And you know, on the on the form of habits, you know, um, I'm not sure you, you um, I know you you know who I'm talking about. I'm not sure if you've gone through all the training, but Dr. B.J. Fogg has got a fantastic book that I think the combination of Ben's work on willpower doesn't work and uh, and B.J.'s work on habits. Now, he's his commercial book is tiny habits and it gives you a ton of great insight into creating good personal habits um, I, I went, I went and got certified with BJ in in his whole behavior design method. I just find it fascinating how 
even in something like habit formation, it's there's a code, you know, there, there, there is a formula for how you can create those habits that is uh, that's fascinating to me. And BJ gets to live in Hawaii, one of my fantasies. <laughs> yeah, I went the other day said to me, if you had all the money in the world, oh, geez, I'd go to Hawaii. And she said, what do you mean? I said, I would live in Hawaii. She said, I can never do that because it's humid and, and it's sunny. And I said, I didn't say I'll miss you, doll, but anyway, tell me not. <laughs> but just the other day, and, and I'm sure you're going to be warned about my sense of humor, but before anybody gets introduced to me, the nervous, and you'll have to understand John thinks he's funny. And if you could just laugh when he thinks he's supposed to be funny, you'd really appreciate that. But BJ Fogg is so amazing because he just tells you just do it a little step in the right direction. Yeah. In my case, I get up every morning, whether I want to or not, like that's never going to happen until I die and go do some push-ups. Now, when I mm -hmm. say some push-ups, I'm not going to be Jack LaLanne when I grow up, but I did get to meet Jack LaLanne. And he's somebody that unless you're a little bit older, you don't know who that was, your physical fitness guru. And Jack LaLanne was one of those guys who had more energy than, than God ever thought one person would have. But I will do between 40 and 50 push-ups each day. Even if I've worked out hard the day before and I get up, my hamstrings remind me that you are 73 years old, comma, stupid. And you're not supposed to be working out like you're trying out for a football team. You're just not supposed to do that. And I don't lift heavy weights anymore because my joints are not as strong as my muscles. And I can pop a joint almost any time I want to. And I, and I do not want to do that. But I still do my push-ups every day. And I can hear Benjamin Hardy... In, in the back of my head when I do that, because he says, again, willpower doesn't work. So it doesn't matter what you want to do, you go do your push-ups. And I like to do pull-ups too, because my wife, darling thing that she is, actually admires the fact that one, I chose not to be fat. And two, to her mind, I look like a Greek statue. I keep telling her it's an Italian statue, not a Greek <laughs> statue. But basically just have some sensible habits. And the other thing is when you have a loss, have a spare set of keys, try and put everything where it's supposed to be, realize you are gonna lose some stuff, take lots of notes, ask for forgiveness as soon as you screw up and God knows you will screw up when you're confused and just enjoy the journey. Because once you get to be a certain age, and I can tell you at 73, just like Don can tell you at 48, you are gonna experience loss. And the quicker you get over yourself and the quicker you make fun of yourself, the happier, a person you're going to be the last time I look. And in my case, my mom taught me something very, very, very valuable. A couple of things. One, she got to live to be 95 years of age. Jacqueline got to be 96 years of age. I'm pretty sure my mother never did a push-up. So a lot of that has to do with genetics. A lot of it has yep. to do with diet. Lucky for me, unlike Don, who is 97% Irish, which is meat and potatoes in terms of diet, plus maybe a little not Guinness, but something. Yeah, Guinness, it would be it. Uh, in my case, we're Italian, we eat vegetables. And, and thank God, olive oil and vegetables are actually good for you. The Mediterranean diet. Who would have thought you're, what you were raised on was actually good for you? And no wonder so many of my grandparents, all four of them, who were not tall, who were not athletic, one of whom painted railroad cars for a living, one of them sold vegetables for a living, and the two moms, all lived to be at least 80 years of age in the 1950s, having been grown up or born in the earlier century. That would be the 1800th century from my point of view. So it's possible, one, if you choose your parents carefully, that's great. Congratulations. The rest of us didn't get a choice. 
Two, have sensible habits. And there's enough documentation now to tell you what is and what ain't in terms of how you actually can do stuff. There's an unlimited supply of information, whether it's biome.com, whether it's blue zones, whether it's just about stay away from the body Nazis if you can avoid it. Because there are people that will try and make you feel guilty about every time you eat a slice of toast. <laughs> and the best thing to do with those folks is, is say, God bless your heart. In Texas, we say, bless your heart. And that's just like saying, you've just been slapped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's lots of ways of... Of, uh, of saying fuck you without saying fuck you, right? <laughs> My wife informed me that since I had two college degrees and lots of certificates, there's really no need for me to abbreviate everything to fuck you. But, but there are any number of comics who make a tremendous living. One of them, uh, not Jack Black, but with not last name Black also, uh, said his act after years of going to school or what have you, had basically boiled down to two words. And he couldn't wait hear what his parents are going to say after he gave a show and they were in the audience so a lot of people who use that language use the language for actually shock value thanks to george carlin however i'm looking forward to politeness in language returning i'm looking forward to where we get over ourselves being hypersensitive i'm really going to get used to and look forward to when people start telling the truth about things as opposed to the fantasy island i really look forward to living long enough where when somebody says something you can actually believe them and i believe everybody for the first 20 seconds or so and after that i want empirical which means number proof cannot tell you how many times somebody makes a presentation to my son and i who also works with me and i have to say i want you to remember that we're actually going to check what you just said to us so there's really no need to lie to us because factually, if you lie to us, we are going to call you on us. And it saves a lot of time. Because a lot of people can do one thing really well, and that's really the only thing we want you to talk to us about. And what we specialize in, and so I'll close with this so we can get on some questions, maybe. We try and find people in our virtual family office who specialize in answering one question because they think this is the most important important and interesting thing they ever ran into in their life and they spend their whole life researching the esotericness of it questioning the universe in terms of how to do it and the, and they're the most boring people and incompetent people on any other subject known to mankind so and then we ask them the most embarrassing question when you can't find the answer who do you ask my wife will say to me how come you can say the things to people just one time he says, sweetie, there's an international tone of voice that everybody gets at hello. And there's some of us that are good at directing traffic, usually some horribly short, overambitious, presumptuous human being, I fit that category, will say something because no one ever says, I can't wait to see what that egomaniac has to say next. Donna, can I cannot thank you enough for, for laughing at the funny parts. You know what I, you know, and I, I'm probably laughing at the non-funny parts too, because I just think uh, I just love your personality, John. I just I I could talk to you all day, uh, and and just listen listen to you know you said something there that I I never got a chance to reply to, and you know you can't wait for when people tell the truth when people are not overly sensitive when they don't overreact and that we can just be polite to each other even if we disagree, and I just want to say. Amen to that. 
we, uh, you know, I, I, I truly believe that everyone at, you know, or at least the majority of the world uh, at our core are good people who want to do just good and want to get on with life. And we don't necessarily all have the the exposure to the hundred different ways we could offend someone for context that we don't even understand because we're just not living in that reality. That doesn't mean we're, um, we're prejudiced. It doesn't mean that we're racist. It doesn't mean that we're against them. It just means that, you know, in, 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 in my world, I didn't know that that would offend you because I didn't even know that was a thing. And so amen to just talking plainly. <laughs> I always have to remember to say, for full disclosures on who I am, go to, it used to be johnchecky.com, now it's checkyfinancial.com, and checky is spelled just like the word check, and then financial, that's the English, that is the American English version of it, which is C-H-E-C-K, and then the Ellis Island spelling of checky, C-H-E-C-K-I, and then financial.com, full disclosures of who I am, what I am, who we clear our stuff through and what have you. And we'd love helping people have fun and still have money. And we love helping people get from here and now to wow. So we ask people to do is take out their magic wand, wave it and tell us what the world would look like, their, their world would look like. And we try and draw them a path to get there. And that sounds like a joke to a lot of people, but if you've been doing this since 1988, I can give you factual stories about people wanting to buy cabins in the woods and getting them or cabins up in the mountains and getting them, or a cool boat or cool car. No one ever came to my office and said, God, John, I just want to die with as much money in my account as humanly possible. Can you help me with that? That has never come up. I mean, never come up. So most folks are embarrassed to say what they really want when they grow up. Yeah. One of Dan Sullivan's favorite things, and I I, I know it's, it's actually a, a particular mindset that I, I always talk about my wife about it. Like, ask for what you want. It's okay to want what you want, and I, you know, I think it. You know, that's the starting point of getting there. One of the joys of Genius Network is, is getting to sit down with Dan Sullivan and have dinner with he and his wife Babs. Thanks to Patel, Patel in terms of that, who's one of those polite guys you ever meet in your life. And Dan is so funny, particularly after a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a he's a he's a fantastic person for sure. John, any closing thoughts? Have fun, be well, stay strong, do your best to be the most cheerful, enthusiastic person who walks in the room. Grab John's book, spend time, and save money on Amazon. John Checky. And if you C need some better work in terms of your companies. See Don and his folks. They help folks with their innovation. They're doing their best to do their best to help you do your best. Thanks for coming on the show, John. And there you have it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with or find out any more about what both Don and John do, then you can do so at any point in time by following the links in this episode's description. Make sure you leave a five-star rating on this show. It truly does help us out a lot. But with all that said, I truly do hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Amplifier Podcast, and we cannot wait to see you next time.